so much trouble in the world. Sing it, babe. So much trouble in the world. I woke up this morning. The news was on fire again. You know what? Like, that's a dull. First 15 stories. Just get go past that and then start reading. <laughs> Man, they don't, they're going to lift your day. Those first 15 stories, they're there to gut wrench you man gut wrench you gonna show you every little innocent creature dead on the front page and trickle down all kinds of death destruction and sadness man you know what i don't want to see that type of stuff sometimes you know what i mean like yeah you know there's there's a time and a place for everything when you open up your your morning paper it shouldn't be so doom and gloom you know what i mean especially other parts of the world because in, in most parts of the world, there is doom and gloom. Yeah? I think that we could show pictures of, of countries from Africa and all the way around everywhere. That's going to show people suffering, eating each other for food, and, uh, and you know, the most horrific scenes you'll ever see. Death, disease, all that stuff goes right in that territory. Uh, suffering, starvation. So... Like we have it pretty good here in the United States. I don't, you know, like right, yeah, gas prices are more expensive because there's their leadership is corrupt and they're messed up, and we know that. We know that. We got to get them out. Put another corrupt regime in there. It's really that's what it is. You know, it, it's it's about regime. Uh, it, it's not. I mean, even Biden spelled it out when he called out the 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 aggressive uh, MAGA extremists. You know. Those mega extremists. Mm. That's why you're paying a lot for your crackers. Those mega mm. inflation. <laughs> this guy's funny. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, when I was being raised in an incubator, uh, I was told. <laughs> I was. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I was told to stay away from crazy, messed up people. But that's all that there really is, you know. And it comes down to also perception. But then there are people, you know, if you do something, take the blame because it's what you do, right? And I'm highly confrontational. So I love taking the blame. If I mess up, I'm the first person to admit it. I'm the first person to learn from it, and I'm the first person to get past it, even if others haven't. I have. <laughs> I've run down through the gate, and I'm gone. He's running down the road. Woo! Got to loosen his load. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Why wallow in your own misery? People in my life in the past have gotten angry with me because I've gotten past things so quickly. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of thing you got to do. Just get past it. Take the blame. Yep, that's what happened. And boom, let's get past it. And I have uh, have dinner. You know what I mean? Get, go out. Go out and see the show. Go do something. Get past it. You're done. <clears throat> so anyway, some people don't share that view. <laughs> Apparently, they're, they're uh, aggressive individuals. They themselves. But when you have a Biden calling out MAGA extremists, that just, you know, when I saw that a while back, it threw me for a loop with the red background and, and all that. You know, the people who, his handlers, you know, I mean, he didn't plan that. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's reading off the teleprompter. He doesn't know anything. 
he's a befuddled uh, old guy in cognitive decline. He's got a lot of issues, man, to say the least. It's his handlers. They're the ones who planned the red lights. They're the ones who planned the whole look. You know, and, and imagery to these people is everything, everything. They want to send that image to you. They hire the best people to manipulate your brain. And just like in the, the ad world with commercials that you watch and the things that they say and the images that they put out there, you know, how, how, how it penetrates people, right? And there's subliminal stuff going on, too. You know, there's, you know, Captain Kangaroo. He was, when people remember Captain Kangaroo and talk about him uh, in the media, they never talk about the scandal that he was part of where he was selling bits of film slices, like, like just the frame, right? to uh, advertising companies like Bosco. And then as you're watching it, you don't see it with your eye, but it registers on your brain. And then these kids were coming away from the show craving Bosco, and they had no idea why. It wasn't bad stuff, actually, Bosco. It was a, a chocolate syrup, you know? But it really comes down to manipulation of the senses, and that's what they want to do. They want to be able to manipulate you and the things, your emotions, the things you know, and things you feel and all that. And then even if you're feeling bad about this or whatever, they're going to say, no, you shouldn't because, you know, blah, 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 right? And try to rationalize their, their terrible decision-making and how it's affected people. So we have a worldwide breakdown. England, UK, man, thrown in disarray. Now you got this uh, Liz Truss, who just resigned today. 44 days. That sounds 44 days at number 10 Downing Street. 44 days at number 10. It's like a rap song. 44 days I was in office, you know. I messed up, so I'm out. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then, you know, they blame, they play the blame game. Biden blames Putin and this and that and whatever. And she's going to blame all the other party. And this is what they did. It and all the other going to blame this or whatever. I think I'd fall over if I ever heard one of these so-called leaders stand up and say, it's my fault. I did it. Now let's move on. <laughs> That's that. That'd be me. It's my fault. I did it. Now let's move on. You know what I mean? You're going to sit there and, and you know, what's what's the point of of, uh, of beating someone to death with a hammer, you know, j just because you want to, just because, but, you know, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work when it comes to getting on with it, the political value of it, right? Political value. So this trust is gone. And she had the unique uh, opportunity, if you want to call it that, of meeting the queen and hanging out, and then all meeting the king. <laughs> the queen died. She was pivotal, pivotal in the role. So, right now in the UK, they're kind of feeling like Italy. You know what I mean? They got no no governorship <laughs> going on. I mean, some crazy stuff. But this isn't the time for it. With high prices, inflation, you think England ain't feeling it? You see, now when I complain about gas prices here in the US, I hear from my English people. And they're like, oh, you should try buying a liter of fuel here, petrol. And I got to hear it. I got to hear it. 
that's fine. I'm still paying what I'm paying. You know what? It's all it's all different, but it's all the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all suffering on some level, right? But we got it better here in the U.S. <laughs> so on a lot of different levels. They don't want to hear that in the U.K., but but there it is. You know that's why they they criticize us so much. It's, I've learned that in my life that the people that criticize others the most are the most jealous people that there are. And that's their whole deal, you know, instead of working on their own thing. Although I love the UK, I love people there, you know, politics is politics. And I like the British House of Commons, one of my favorite TV shows. <laughs> I tune in all the time. I like it when they kind of get funny and happy and slappy and like uh, mess with each other. You don't see that in the United States. It's very, very boring. It's like Night of Living Dead in the house, you know, <laughs> like, oh my God. And they're all old enough to be the living dead. I think that some of them get Pelosi and a few of them are probably are. I would check them for a pulse if I could, but I can't <laughs> because because I'm just I'm just a peon in this country, and and that that's what I think we all have to learn that that's the way they treat us. But if we elect these people, why do we let them treat us like that? It's like being in an abusive relationship. You know why do you take it? Why do you take it? Why do you listen to it? Why do you deal with it? Why do you deal with the pain? Why do you deal with the upset? Why do you deal with, with the sleepless nights? Why? Because what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. It's subjective. Mm -hmm. So, but this is, let's see. Uh, she splurged. She spent. And, you know, she's now she's she's basically saying that the, the COVID money splurge uh was is draining the country so it's not her fault because what will happen and whatever and blah 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 you know, again you know on top of that we had the costs oh, let me do this right on top of that we had the costs coming from the war in the ukraine like so many politicians in the country, I tried to bullshit people as much as I could, but they weren't falling for it. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Her disastrous mini budget last month. Mini, mini budget. <laughs> I go, last month. I don't know why. <laughs> mini budget. It's like those little mini buses for special ed, you know, mini bus. <laughs> that's why. That's why I just had flashback. <laughs> mini bus, mini bus coming. Go get on mini bus, mini bus. Her disastrous mini budget. <laughs> All right. God damn it control yourself her disastrous mini budget last month saw her promise of tax cuts and a massive increase in borrowing the markets were spooked and rightly so you might do one of these things but both uncosted spending with no explained cuts no this the markets could not accept so conservatives used the taunt the leftover about her belief in the magic money. You know what it is? It's not even about that. And this person and that person. I watched the liberal left, like like here in the US, like they're in, in the UK. I watched them 
go after Boris Johnson like rabid dogs for well over a year on the fact that he had people over during the COVID thing at his place where he lived, where he also does business at 10 Downing Street, with wine with his wife and then with other people out in the yard playing around, playing Frisbee, whatever the frick they were doing. And then the the liberal left went after them and didn't let them off on it and just going, 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 dragged all kinds of people out there. My father was dying in a hospital and I couldn't visit him, but Boris Johnson was drinking wine with people. Blah. But you know what? They're governmental people. They were all inoculated. It was their own personal choice. And yeah, you wanna you wanna find them for breaking some rules? That's fine. You wanna charge them a thousand bucks a head for breaking the rules, but they did the same thing that the liberal left has done here. This is why the liberal left has lost, or just let's say the Democrats have lost all credibility here in the United States of America with anybody that's got any kind of even mind uh, because they see what's been going on. They see the false attacks. They see the viciousness. They see the selfishness. They see all of these terrible things coming out of the Democratic Party about the power and control. They are a regime. They are not a political party representing people in the United States of America. And by the way, when you get in, you represent everybody, everybody. You can't be Kathy Hochul, uh, governor of New York, who who is, is being brought out for all kinds of scandals of bribery, bribery, bribery. And the guy who's running against her is this little tiny dude, and, and he's uh, ahead of her. Republican, right? So another situation where you have a Kathy Hochul telling all the Republicans to leave New York State, right? That's smart, isn't it? That's smart, telling millions and millions of Republicans to leave New York State. Go ahead and leave. Yeah, this is how this is how mental that these people are in politics now because there's no shut-off valve. That, you know, the Chuck Schumers and the Nancy Pelosi's and, and the Hillary Clintons and Barack Obama, can't forget about him, they opened up the tap. When it came to unacceptable behavior and also encouraging unacceptable behavior. So you can't say that that wasn't a learned behavior by the people there in, in the UK. Same, same. They realized by playing dirty pool, by playing that lawyer ball and sinking down to the lowest level that you can scorch people and then plant things in other people's minds that are, that are long lasting, maybe forever. Once you, you hear this bad stuff about people, whether it's true or not, it's in there. It's called poisoning the jurors' minds. That's right. So this trust is gone. They'll have another person in there. They have all kinds of issues like you wouldn't believe. And COVID-19 is back. It's bad. It's nasty. It's rearing its ugly head. There's two variants that are going right around people's immune systems, right around vaccines, you know. Vaccine will help you a bit, though. I'll tell you, it's better to have it than not have it. No matter what these people, the naysayers say, they don't know. They don't know the science. I'm a vaccine ambassador. You know, I got my certificate at Johns Hopkins for that. Uh, I, I so I know a little bit. That's why when, when like if we're on on our show on uh, on Friday, a centralist, whereas other other people are on there too, Joe Montaldo, Jay McNicholas, and all kinds all kinds of good heads in there. When we're on there, we get suspended on YouTube sometimes because uh, we talk about the vaccine. They don't want you. They don't want to even hear to let you talk about it. No free speech referring to vaccine. And these aren't things. I mean, the things I'm saying about the vaccine are these are things that that are from the the pharmaceutical companies, from governmental sources 
this is the stuff that's there. This is the information. That's all. And you can't say it's inaccurate because you can just look at look at what they got. It's the same, same. But they suspend you for it, which makes you think, okay, so these people trimming trimming the jib when it comes to free speech and allowing you, you know, you can share a picture of a cat saying some stupid meme, right? And thousands of people see that thing. But if it's, it's about the vaccine or political, man, they, they bury it in the hole, uh, in an internet hole. Who would have thought that the internet would be such a controlled place besides me? <laughs> when it first started, and I'm like, they're going to get people loving it, and then they're going to screw them. They're going to screw them hard when it comes to advertising, money, whatever they can take from you, get you addicted. You know, here it is. It's free. It's cheap. You can have it. Oh, check it out. You get addicted to it, man, into the apps and all that. All of a sudden, here comes all the information. Here comes all the ads. Here comes all the profiling. Here comes all the stuff. Everything that they're getting your kids, your children addicted to. There's kids committing suicide all over the place because of freaking social media and what happens to them in social media. So we can talk about that, too. I've been trying to talk about that. There's a little girl that died over in the UK, and then now they want to make laws around it, and they should because it shouldn't happen. You know, you know, young children shouldn't be uh, even on the, the web, uh, period, period. Young children, and it's bad for them. It's bad for their health. Anyway, Mayor Adams in New York City. I'm watching all this news from New York City, and they just pop up on my screen, and we got punched, pushed in front of a subway, and this person got stabbed in the subway this person got shot in the subway this person got kicked to death in the subways you know like man you know and this guy was a transit cop that you know that's your first red flag that he, he was a transit cop he is not you know mayor of new york city is like uh like like a ceo's type of office where the these people have they've lived on a certain level with money they know how to manage and handle things like that. This guy was a transit police officer. He was a grunt in the field. So he went from being a grunt to being the general, right? Which is a very difficult thing to do because that gives him the tendency to be crooked. It gives him the tendency to steal. It gives him the tendency to be bad pennies, man, right? So let's look at, now think about New York City. Crime wave in New York City, man. Uh, people getting beaten up, stabbed, whatever, <laughs> everywhere, all, all over the place. Uh, stores getting smashed and robbed, and you know, uh, jewelry stores and whatever, even churches, stuff stolen from them. This, that, blah, blah, blah. carjacking in between, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Everything bad you can imagine. Um, New York City, you know, the last dude, De Blasio, had ran New York into the ground. This guy is burying it. You get it? That's that's, and then he blames what? He blames what? He blames whiteness. If you listen to him, he, he says that people are attacking him because he's black. And he said, oh, there's other people to blame. They're white. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I hear this stuff, you know, he's good friends with, with that uh, that preacher that got robbed during their live sermon, right? A billion, a million, a billion, a million bucks worth of jewelry he was wearing, by the way, and that's what the person robbed from him and took off. And Adams was quintessential in setting up this guy's church. So there's there's a lot of questions I have, and I think that that pe people should be investigating all of this in his background, even though I know that they're not. I know that they're not. 
Anybody looks into his background, he's going to cry racism. This is what they do. This is what they do to black people when they get in power. But what happens to black people when they get in power? I mean, we've seen a lot of examples of them go to prison for a long time. You know, New Orleans, Baltimore, Detroit. I mean, we can pick these places and say, yeah, you know, this happened. But it's because they're the have-nots want to have. And then they're in, there in this world of the haves. You think that if you're mayor of New York City, you're not going to be surrounded by rich people? Of course you are. And you want that, too. You want it, too. You don't just want the mayor's salary. You want more. They're called want mores. And they're very dangerous people. Very dangerous. I've seen it in my whole political life. I've seen these people get through politics, even on low levels. But they always stuff cash in their own pockets, right? Let's see. Mayor Eric Adams has defended his late-night party lifestyle, insisting that he is helping the Big Apple economy. He said, my nightlife is a billion-dollar industry, Adams told CNN's Chris Wallace on an installment of Who's Talking to Chris Wallace? <laughs> Talking to Chris Wallace. <laughs> People are afraid to go back out to restaurants. Now they see our mayor going out saying, Come back out to our city. That's the whole theme. <laughs> all right. So this is how it goes out and hangs out with Jay-Z and Beyonce and all these other famous, famous, famous people. Dave Chappelle and all that. He's rubbing elbows with the rich, famous, powerful Hollywood set and everybody else. And he's carving out a piece of pie for his little transit cop ass. Right? Meanwhile, he said he was going to go in the city and solve the problem with the crimes and whatever, and the crime's completely out of control. It's worse than he when he took over. Worse. Not better. So, all right. So his honor insisted that the city's economic downturn made it more important than ever for him to show solidarity with the workers around the boroughs while he paints the town red. I talked to that dishwasher. I told him, you didn't clean my dish. <laughs> yeah, I'll dare you. I'm the mayor. Bastard. I reached out to him in special ways. Yes. As you say, it's a 24-hour city. When I go out, I am patronizing my restaurants, my hotels, my dishwashers. <laughs> he actually said that. <laughs> my cooks, he said. The steak is undercooked. Take it back. Tell Chef Boy I need him. Do it again. I ain't eating some ramen noodle. <laughs> this is some expensive steak that taxpayers are paying for. At least I get get my taste on. Right? Because, yeah, when he parties, he goes out and does all that. You That's your money, man. The taxpayers, New York City taxpayers, Others, because it all trickles down, it trickles through different funding. Oh, here he is. Mayor Eric Adams hangs out with Floyd Mayweather and ASAP Rocky, where it is, at the Built Rewards X Wells Fargo launch event party on March 28th. He was banging it out, hanging out, right? It's funny, man. Here we go. He's like, then what do I do next? I go into the subway system to see if my midnight people are working. And there are no pictures of him in the subway. By the way, you know, you think that I'm partying. I'm going to go take the subway. No, 
Or if he does, he's surrounded by, by you know, armed guards, police officers. The only time a cop is in that subway now. You know, he cut them by half. And they used to be paired in two, and he cut that also. That's why so many people are getting beaten, crappy down in the subways. There's no cops around. He said he didn't want the cops to feel threatened. He didn't want the cops to feel threatened. How do you think the passengers feel? Huh? Going to my subway. You the dishwasher that I had to yell at? I'm gonna push you in front of the subway train. I'll push you in front of the train like the old days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> he said, uh, this is not a nine to five city. This is a city that never sleeps. God damn it. So the mayor should not be sleeping either. I party 24 hours a day, learned a special method from Marion Barry Mayor. Washington, D.C. of past. <laughs> Special method. That's right. The 62-year-old Democrat has won praise from the nightlife insiders for routinely hitting nightclubs and high-end restaurants long after the business day at City Hall wraps up. So his high-end restaurants, his, all the fashions that he's wearing, you know, these designers making stuff for him, he's being, uh, well, there's a term for it, but I can't say it. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna say it because he's being it. You know, he's he's one of these wantmores who just is living the rich life off of the taxpayers' money. You know, and he looks ridiculous. He looks horrible doing this. It's he's not helping anybody doing this. Well, the nightlife. Yeah, the people who are with him, who are hanging out with him, because he's got an entourage. It's not just him going to these places. He's paying for everybody. It's security, too. Right? It's disgusting, man. Off of somebody, I should be a public servant. Right? And he's living like a prince. I'm the prince of New York City. God damn it. There we go. His party lifestyle has drawn condemnation from critics who question how he affords to hang out at the swanky members not uh, only NoHo, Club Zero, Bond, and pricey Midtown Eatery, uh, Osteria La Baia. Yeah, he, he, he makes deals and gets freebies, or he just puts it on the tab of the city of as business deals. He's a business. All he has to do is say a couple things about business, and then he can make it a business deal. I, there was a mayor in Ithaca that did the same thing. I called him out on it. This guy had a huge line of credit, ten thousand dollars, which which is a lot for you know crappy town like that. But he would go out and spend that money, uh, and actually he actually owned a restaurant. He would spend the money in his own restaurant, and then get the money back in his pocket. So he would bring the people to the restaurant, and then not charge the restaurant wouldn't charge him, of course, because it was his own restaurant. And then he would take the money, the bill, submit a bill, get the money back. So yeah, there's ways they steal the stealing. Right? <clears throat> Not stealing? <laughs> Take them to goddamn McDonald's. Make a deal. Make a deal on that Happy Meal. The social lawmaker visited the high-end restaurant 14 times in one month over the summer. 14 times in one month. Only four weeks in a month, you know. <laughs> so does he really need to, to, to go there that often? Does he need to go... To, to this high-end restaurant. And that's just that one, right? So he gets a $258,750 annual salary. You know, 
little over a quarter of a million. And he's not spending that money at those restaurants. He's making deals or he's pushing the money off, right? And that's the scariest part, who makes the deal with who. You know, he tried to appoint a whole bunch of his close friends, a lot of them that were up on charges or had done time because of their corrupt ways. He tried appointing them to high-level positions in NYPD and the mayor's office and other places, and he was knocked back. He wasn't able to do it. Not those guys. He appointed other people too, though. So, so I think that this is just the 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 kiss of death for New York City as it becomes the city nobody, yeah, nobody ever sleeps in New York City because someone's going to come hit you in the head with a hammer. You know, you you can't because people are going to kill you in New York City. It's terrible what's going on, and it's random. You know, random attacks constantly, all the time. This is only a trickle of what you hear about. So. Adams has claimed to operate on just a few hours of sleep every night. Also insisted he doesn't pay attention to pundits who have a problem with his partying ways. How about those are people, constituents, concerned with him doing his job? And, and that's playing more of a part of this guy hanging out with famous people than solving the problems uh, with crime in the city, right? Crime, economy, education, there's all kinds of stuff. They cut a, a couple hundred, oh, 250 million from the from the budget. New York City, uh, their education, right? Now you have all these, uh, you know, migrants coming in, shipped up from Democrats and Republicans in the city. A lot of kids who are going to have to be in those schools, and they have no money. He's saying it's going to cost billions of dollars, billions for that. Oh boy, let's see. He said, you can't wake up and read the papers of the day and say, oh, my Lord, I'm afraid of being criticized. I have 8.8 million people in the city. I have 35 million opinions. And that's the city that we call New York. So it's good. He's not open to criticism. He doesn't care. He's just, y'all just jealous. Y'all just jealous. I'm hanging out with Beyonce. I played her booty like the bong bongos. Bongo booty on Beyonce in my mayor's office. <laughs> Jay-Z was not invited. So, I mean, this guy likes to party. This guy likes to, to go high-end. He can do all that now. He's not a transit cop anymore, making a, a simple salary, being a you know, plain old middle-class American like most people, right? Now he's high-end. He's getting the bucks, and then he's hanging out with, with millionaires. And um, you know what? You have to examine that, that background to see what's truly going on there. So... At the same time, in New York City, every day you're going to read uh, the paper and, and read a headline like this. Parolee busted in violent attacks on two New York City women, one in the subway. So for people like, like you know, like Kavan and all that to say, you know, she's, she's a council person in the city. She said the subways aren't dangerous. That That is one in a million. But yet every day you, you see uh, all these different attacks going on the subway. Some of them people died, right? Here's this guy. Uh, you know, they got pictures of him, video, whatever, kicking women, kicking a woman in her face. And just, that's all. Let's see. <clears throat> 43-year-old strap hanger was uh, standing on the platform. That's somebody who rides the subway, in case you don't know you guys out in the Midwest or some other country, Australia. The strap hanger might be something very different there. <laughs> so <laughs> Germany, probably something strap hanger. <clears throat> Germans are very kinky people, of course, you know. So uh, 
the strap hanger was standing on the platform about 6.30 a.m. Tuesday when uh, Sutherland, this guy's Donald Sutherland, <laughs> I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> his, his son Kiefer was out there, you know. This is uh, the, the black Donald Sutherland, man. Let's see who has an attempted assault conviction on his record. And he was inside the Brooklyn Public Library hanging out. When security guards recognized him from news coverage and a brutal mugging. <laughs> so then in that case, he grabbed a woman, 6.30 a.m. He's an early riser. And uh, let's see, so they approached her with a knife and repeatedly punched her. He grabbed her glasses and her cell phone. And uh, she fell to the ground, beat her senselessly. Uh, the victim refused medical attention to a cut to her left eye socket. Sutherland was charged with second-degree robbery, third-degree criminal possession of a weapon, and menacing in connection, in connection to that. So, And here he is. All right? Then he was linked to another attack of another woman, 19 years old, from October 11th. Uh, the teen just finished work, left the F train uh, from Manhattan to Brooklyn. When Sutherland followed her into a Rite Aid, and then he approached her from behind, touched her buttocks. Sparkling in exchange of words, I'm sure. <laughs> what happened? Oh, you know, he says, What happened? You don't like black. He said the N word. He's allowed to say the N word. We're not allowed to say, What happened? You don't like black Negroes. The suspect allegedly snarled that before slugging the woman on the left side of her face. Probably the reason why she didn't like black Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the reason right there. You know, at one time in, in our country, not that long ago, there was a campaign for for people, white people, not to be afraid of black people. And then it became racist. You're racist if you're afraid of a black person. There's a black person with black skin and you're afraid of them automatically. You're racist. So I'm going to say this. People have learned behaviors, humans, humans, learned behaviors. If you put your hand in fire and you get burned, hopefully you learn not to get burned again. You recognize the fire as a dangerous thing, right? And this is what happened overall. When you have an unbelievable amount of crime from the black community upon everybody else, and they know that, and they know that you're going to get victimized if you're you're around these groups of people. If you're in a black neighborhood, you will most likely get victimized. Is that racist to say? This is what it is. It's what it is, you know. And it's it's like that for a variety of reasons, mainly because of institutional racism, mainly because you had governmental bodies that were Democrat controlled who didn't care about re-releasing criminals in those communities constantly. They go in, they come out. They go in, they come out and commit more crimes. So the good people in those neighborhoods have to deal with that every day, 24 hours a day. And then they are the victims also. So what are you going to do about it? How do you fix it? Stacey Abrams, who was running for governor of, of Georgia, said actually that abortions will help people financially, that they don't have to spend as much money on a child, raising a child, all the other stuff involved with the child. I couldn't even believe she said that. And this is how low that party's willing to go. This is how low. 
they're willing to go. Have an abortion, save a buck, save some money. Have an abortion, save some money, right? Wow. Wow. And who gets who gets the abortion? Who is she talking to? She ain't talking to those rich white people that can have 15 kids or Elon Musk was he got 10, 10 kids. He can afford it. He didn't have to have an abortion, right? She's talking to poor people. She's talking to people that don't have anything. She's talking to people that can't afford things. Why have a kid, right? Which is a really horrible, nasty thing to say. And that's what that's what that is, though. That's what that is. So in the city, you have guys like this released all the time. In, out, in, out. This guy's uh, 34 years old, right? So he's probably going to be done. If he's not dead by the time he's 45, 45, 50, he'll be one of those. That's usually when, when the sociopath doesn't want to uh, live in jail anymore. And they want to come out and have some kind of life. That it seems to be in that zone. Some people learn it earlier, but you can safely say that a person like this who has no care, you know, he's he clocked these people. He's a big guy with a huge fist. He clocked these people in the head. These are women, right? But what does that say from, from the Democratic Party to the abuse of women? And they're letting this guy go. They're, they're saying that he has more rights as a black man in New York City to attack women whatever color they are, beating them, beating them in the face, right? Pulling knife out, cutting them. This dude, it's more important to let him walk the streets than protect those women in New York City or who his next victims will be. Is that what it is? More important? And who are they helping? You're not helping black people, that's for sure. You're not helping anybody else, not Spanish or or Asian or anybody, because this guy is going to attack, right? Kicking women, whatever. Obviously, he's someone that needs to be locked up for a very long time. He's somebody that has proven time and time again that he can't live amongst people who want to live peacefully. That's why prisons were built. And you put people like this in that prison, and you keep them there until they are no longer a threat. Doesn't matter what color they are. It matters what they've done. It matters what they've done. You're not going to fix this guy, what's wrong with him. You're not going to fix him. You know what I mean? He's got problems that go, you want to talk about racism or whatever? Yeah, we could talk about that all day, of why things are the way they are. We can talk about that all day. Look what these politicians have done to these ghettos, these housing projects. You know what? It's a goddamn shame. And then they're the same people who cry racism. These white politicians are the same people who cry racism. Chuck Schumer up there crying racism. Oh, God. Oh, God. Right? Meanwhile, what has he done for black people? Ever, ever, ever. We're letting them go with no bail because we're we're guilty. We're, we're the guilt of liberalism. <laughs> it's the guilt. Mm. What the hell are you doing letting criminals go? Doesn't matter what color they are. If they committed a crime. So I don't know. It's it's a mess and it's happening in Chicago. It's happening in other places too. So, you know, you, you have this. They have to learn from this. The people who live there who will be victimized have to learn from this. Meanwhile, these politicians were elected to keep you safe. Not, not to make you into a, a victim by letting some nut run around. Who can't who can't control themselves, and you're the victim. You get you know so so the people that get that phone call, 
I'm sorry, uh, Miss Doe, that your husband was killed earlier today at a, a gas station, putting gas in his car. Someone ran up behind him and they cut his throat or they hit him in the head with a brick or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, family and, and children, that your mother's not going to come home. Mother of five kids not going to come home because somebody uh, was homeless guy was having a bad day and went crazy and clocked her in the head with a brick and killed her. This happens every day, multiple times a day, every day. And who are these people who are committing the crimes? Who are the perpetrators? They are these revolving door justice people in, out, in, out, in, out because of this no bail system. And then that's Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, you know, and she refuses to go backwards. She refuses to say, oh, no, it was a bad idea, this no bail thing. You know, we need to keep people in so they can't kill regular old people. Look at the guy that was murdered in, in, in the, the hotel in Poughkeepsie, visiting his daughter in college. How innocent is that? I'm going to go visit my daughter in college. I'm so excited to see her. You know, the whole thing. Guy gets get coffee in the morning, 730 in the morning. Some freaking assholes going crazy on drugs. A guy who was accused of attempted murder and the DA sat on this file for seven months knowing the guy was armed and dangerous. They did nothing about it. They willfully engaged in making the public unsafe, endangering the public. These people, the DAs, the ones involved, are in dereliction of duty. They have a duty to the people and not just the ones who voted them in, but the ones who, who they preside over. They have a duty to protect you from these horrible criminals. So, you know what? What, what this is going to spawn is vigilantism, people taking the law into their own hands. Back in the day with the old posses and whatever, whatever people do, there'll be modern versions of that. You'll see people go out there in little kind of subversive groups or whatever, little, little separate type of groups going around, and you'll see it. You'll see the paper. This guy got killed. This guy's criminal. He's dead and whatever, and blah, 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 blah. You'll see a blip and a blurb and whatever. Then it's going to just be all out, all out. And if you think those people who live in those terrible neighborhoods want these guys in their neighborhood, you're crazy. They don't. They want to be happy, and they want to be free. You know, they want to be equals in this country like everybody else. But they're not because the government keeps them down. They keep them there. They keep them there. Then they say that other people are keeping them there. They blame it on blame it on the Republicans, blame it on somebody else, blame it on who you have to blame it on, and then say, I'm here for you. But they're not. They're not. So here we go. Missouri. 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 I say Missouri. Elementary school to close over radioactive waste on campus. Now, this is a place where they knew there was radioactive waste adjacent to the school campus from World War II. Right? They knew the levels were terrible. It was all bad, but they kept quiet about it for years and years and years. So all these people were exposed. <laughs> um, uh, all right. A Missouri elementary school will be shuttered after high levels of radioactive waste were discovered on the campus, which sits next to a site where nuclear weapons were produced during World War II. Radioactive contamination was detected in classrooms, the playground, and elsewhere at Jaina Elementary School in St. Louis, the St. Louis suburb of Florissant, according to a report last week by the Boston Chemical Data Corporation, which funded uh, by law firms. They're funded by law firms litigating 
clash action lawsuits. So there's a pool of lawyers looking for for to chomp on people, and then they're they're looking at this. Of course, they stuff cash in their pockets, but then people, you know, sometimes people make money from these uh, lawsuits, sometimes not. Since World War II, most likely that radioactivity has done so much damage and caused cancer to people over the years. You know, uh, so anyway, let me read this. The report cited levels of radioactive isotopes, uh, let's see, that were 22 times higher than the expected level on the kindergarten playground. What was their expected level? <laughs> and I'm sure that was real high, you know? It also found high levels of uh, polonium. I just had that for lunch, man. A little polonium and, and cheese. And radium and other materials in various places throughout the school. Maybe they have superpowers, man. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think? A separate study by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers made, the pu uh, made public in the summer found contamination stemming from World War II era nuclear weapons. Uh, also from the Manhattan Project. And uh, it happened in a wooded area. Near Cold Water Creek. Imagine the guys over there fishing these days. <laughs> Man, these fish are big. I don't know why I got three eyeballs. Though. I call that the, the three eye fish creek. These people. It's all poor people. They're all black people. They're all black. They're all poor. It's a poor community. They make nothing in that community. So, who was the one who built the school on the nuclear radiation dump and let people, black people, in it? And you don't think that's racist? You don't think that's racism? And that's institutional? That's called institutional racism right there. You're not going to find a, a wealthy white community with radioactive stuff in their yard. <laughs> that's for sure. But they knew about this, and they did it anyway. And I see, you know, I see the faces of the parents and the panic uh, in the photo in the school as they're having the meeting. and They had to digest all the civil They just freaking found out. They got to digest all this info on their children and how their children are going to be affected by this, you know? And that's not racism? My God. So the Hazelwood Board of Education voted in a closed session Tuesday to close the school until it can be cleaned up. <laughs> well, girl, open again in 5,000 years. <laughs> I'll see y'all then. Bye. Yeah, there we go. Virtual learning will start Monday. Luckily in the town, they save a lot of money on the streetlights because the children and other townspeople glow <laughs> at night as they walk down. They're luminescent. Very interesting. The school board said in a statement that closing the school was necessary because they didn't want their kids to have problems. Oh my God. Yep. Anyway, that's, but you know, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. And, and if you want to solve racism, you got to, you got to start at the top and work your way down, you know, the top, right? And you want you want to listen to these people, these politicians who scream racism all the time. You know, they're these people are wealthy, they're powerful. They they don't want for anything. They've got the best of everything. And but but these guys are playing ball in the radioactive field that they knew about for for decades. You know, but nobody did anything about it until now that lawyers smell it and they made it into something. If there was no money involved, you wouldn't even hear about it. Wouldn't even hear. The Army Corps of Engineers had to come in because he's 
these guys did their independent test. So you mean telling me that that you have an area where you built the Manhattan Project and other nukes and other stuff, whatever, and you from World War II, and you have never revisited it to see what was going on? Come on, man. They knew. They knew just as well as Johnson Johnson's knew when they were putting cancer-causing agents in their baby powder, and they knew that baby powder was going to go on women and children. And how many women? You see the class action lawsuits about ovarian cancer. And my mom died from ovarian cancer, and she did use Johnson & Johnson's. But how many women got ovarian cancer from that stuff? And they knew it from the early 80s, and they admitted that they knew it. They'd rather take the lawsuit and take the loss. Oh, their stock took a tumble. They paid off the lawsuit. The stock went back up again. Nobody was ever held accountable for putting cancer-causing agents, causing all that suffering, pain, death, and misery on people. They, the executives went home laughing. They didn't use their own product. They knew what was in it. If you want to find out what's in food, uh, look on. How about this? It's Halloween. You like candy corn, stuff like that, or anything with, with a little shine to it, you know? That shine is called con a confectioner's glaze. It's also called a pharmaceutical glaze. It comes from a, a secretion from a beetle. So they're going to go to get beetles. And, and just like, you know, the, the red coloring and uh, Tropicana grapefruit and also like Yoplait uh, strawberry yogurt, that red coloring is, is a beetle. It's a female beetle that they just grind up, stick it in there instead of any kind of uh, strawberries. Or maybe a blurb of a strawberry. But for their coloring, they use it for coloring. They don't put that on the label. They don't put the beetles on the label. They don't put your body candy bar. It's got a, a cockroach on top of something, and you're not going to eat it because it's got a beetle in it. These corporations don't care what you put in your body. They care about money, their bottom line, how much cash they make, and they stuff that cash in the pockets of politicians who look the other way when these corporations use and abuse people. So that my friends, is the end of the show. I'll see you guys next week on this here show, unless Mayor Adams comes for me <laughs> or, or, or the King of England or whoever, man. I, I got a lot of enemies out there, I feel like. <laughs> but whatever, let them come, man. I've had too much too long. I'll see you guys next week on this here show. And what are you doing for Halloween, man? Halloween's coming. We got another week to talk about it, but be safe. Look over your shoulder. Be safe. Watch out for people, especially freaking Halloween. And, and I feel like the wackos are, are going to just lose their shit for this Halloween. So because because they can, because they've been encouraged to. And, and just protect yourself. Protect your family. Watch out for people. I love you all. I love you all. Good night.